This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, and welcome to episode number 43 of The Little Pod. Our topic today is about embedding sustainability into teaching and learning practices. Specifically, how Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, can help us take meaningful actions toward greener living. Our guests today are Dr. Jaden Park, Educational Development Specialist at Lethbridge College, and Dr. Ty Monroe, Sustainability Professor at McEwen University. Welcome, Ty and Jaden. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks, Donna. Great to be here. So I'm curious, as we dive in, what sparked your passions for sustainability in education? And maybe, Jen, you can start us off. Thanks, Donna. Um, Well, I think for me, um, I was living and working in South Asia for about the past 20 years and sort of having that sort of experience and lens of the contrast of life in South Asia and then coming home in the summers and seeing what life is like in Canada and just seeing sort of the, the excess, the the abundance of materials and goods here, and then the way we would live our lives in a much more simpler, slower lifestyle in South Asia. Um, so that began to sort of percolate in my thoughts and begin to kind of notice a lot more around sustainability ideas. And then for my last six years in Nepal, I had the opportunity to work with an INGO that was um, building the greenest school in the country. And so I had the unique opportunity to be on the ground floor of that. And as a teacher development specialist, um, I had sort of the freedom and opportunity to kind of learn more about sustainability and then share some of that knowledge with teachers and students. So I was hooked. Yeah, what an exciting opportunity. And Ty, what about for you? Uh, when did your heart come alive for sustainability and teaching and learning? Yeah, I guess um, I decided that I was going to do a bio biology undergrad and I was going to study sharks. And then I realized that all the shark science in the world didn't matter much if people didn't care. Um, and I started to see a lot of the equity issues, uh, both at the time, but even more so as I kind of grew in my career, starting in environmental education and moving into sustainability and sustainability education. So that was the start. And then it's taken many branches since then. That sounds like a very interesting journey. It was, it has been, hopefully not over yet. What does sustainability in teaching and learning look like? How and how are sustainable development goals a part of this push? 
I I mean, to me, what topic can't be connected to living in ways that support the well-being of people, planet, communities, relationships? It's all connected. And one of the key topics in uh, sustainability is systems thinking. And as soon as you start to see systems, you can't stop seeing systems. And what I really like about the sustainable development goals is that they help us to see the interconnections because they have goals for things like gender equity and food security and poverty, which are, are topics that we don't often connect with sustainability, but without considering those, we really can't achieve the environmental side of sustainability that we're used to having the conversations about. So to me, it's just, you know, it's such a great way of connecting students to what is happening on our planet and giving them some really real life connections that they can see, oh, what I'm doing impacts this or is impacted by this. So that's that's where I see sustainability in it. Going back to what you said about adopting that systems thinking mindset, Ty, can you give an example of this in the classroom? Yeah, I think, you know, it, obviously it depends on the course, but you know, an interesting thing to to notice is how we stop at the end of a chain. We go, you know, A causes B causes C. So if you think of somebody who might be a future insurance agent, they're, you know, thinking, okay, there was, you know, a flood which caused a claim and now we have to decide whether we're going to pay the claim. But how does that connect back to climate change that might have been you know, a potential source for that flood is a really important conversation because maybe there's some embedded challenges that, you know, different disciplines want to start addressing that they've never thought of. A designer might think about the workers who need to build a product or a social worker might ask if there are culturally appropriate green spaces for the family that they're working with who wants to try and spend more time outside. And so really thinking about those questions in more of a systemic way of, you know, how does this connect to other things around me? Not just, is there a green space, but, you know, if I come from a country that has tall grass and there's always snakes in the tall grass, I probably don't want to go walk through tall grass, um, at least for, you know, the first little while while I'm here. So having those lenses of that systems thinking can really support people in all disciplines in realizing where we connect back to uh, to sustainability topics and the students might think of those themselves whether it's through personal experience or just other reading that they've done they might be wondering about those questions and if we don't give space for that in the class it makes it really hard because what we've just told them is no that's not a factor and so by creating that space to have some of those conversations even if we don't have the answers means that we've said yeah it is a factor and maybe we need to learn more those are some great examples and i can see why you said you know once you start to see systems thinking you just keep going yeah 
it's it's never ending and my students tell me this all the time they're like you have destroyed everything for me because all i can see is systems thank you and Jaden, what about for you well i'm not sure i could say it any better than what ty has just said but for me um sort of my branch is mostly looking at education for sustainability and sort of the pedagogical angle and looking at ways that with support from teachers, we can encourage students to become more creative, uh, more compassionate, ways to cooperate and collaborate. Um, I think some of those sort of what we call 21st century skills or at Lethbridge College, these are very much our student core competencies. Um, Helping uh, instructors, helping students kind of put the language uh, um, to these uh, skills that they are being in kind of uh, impressed upon every day, but also showing them the connections to sustainability and how this can have an impact both environmentally, but then when we're also talking about socially, social equity, um, economic vitality, other issues as well. And are there areas that we typically, that we don't typically associate with sustainability? Like it already sounds from what you're saying, goes beyond what people might think at first. I think one of the ones, so a lot of people may have heard of something like the triple bottom line where we are thinking about economics and environment and social. One of the areas that I include is also culture. So you know, it's not only important to think about where we're locating things, because we know that there are, um, you know, sacrifice zones where industry tends to be located closer to lower income populations, things like that. But it's also when we have these conversations about things like eating locally, well, what does that mean if you're an immigrant? And does that mean you never get to eat food that is from your culture? And so I think that that cultural component is probably the least um, well-known of sustainability uh, components, but it's one of the really important ones in terms of getting to be a whole person in sustainability. And, and I would add, Donna, um, so there's, we also call them the three pillars, the environment, social equity, and economic vitality. But so there's some other big ideas that I try to focus on when I'm supporting instructors and teachers when they're working to embed sustainability in their courses or classes. And these are some of the big ideas like community and kind of helping them identify ways of sharing and pointing out how we share a common purpose or a common space, um, ideas like systems thinking, as Ty had mentioned, and kind of helping them and helping students begin to identify ways where they see connections or see patterns both in their lives and in the community. Um, other ideas would be things like uh, place. So. When I was working in Nepal, we were very much focused on place-based learning. And with our youngest children, you know, we focus on having value, seeing value and respecting the place where you live now. And we often talk about, oh, the Amazon is burning. Well, until we can have, you know, respect and value your home and your place, it's hard to see that bigger picture. So kind of starting with that small focus and then kind of gradually expanding that worldview. Um, and I think too is when we talk about um, 
natural resources and oil and gas in southern Alberta, often people feel helpless, like uh, it's nothing I can do. Well, I think it's important as educators and that we help students understand that, yes, everybody has the ability to make a difference and then kind of helping them find ways that they can they can have a positive impact. Yeah, so helping them understand what their role might be, no matter maybe how small or large it is. For sure, for sure. Uh, so are there practical strategies to encourage instructors to integrate sustainable development goals into their curriculum? Uh, I think, you know, one of the big things to me is there's probably a connection already. Um, And sometimes it just takes really that moment of sitting down either with somebody like myself or Jaden or uh, with the sustainable development goals and sitting there looking at like, oh, I teach this content. I didn't know that was part of sustainability. And so just drawing in small connections to start is a really good strategy. I think the other thing is don't think you have to know everything. So, you know, I quite often say to my students, I have expertise in sustainability, but I'm not an expert because how could I possibly be an expert in something that covers so much? So when I think about it, it's, you know, how can I connect to this one piece? How can I draw on the student's expertise and where they are? Maybe they can help make those connections for you. So you don't have to do all the work yourself either. And I think that, you know, starting with things like that, starting knowing that you don't have to do it all and you don't have to have all the answers because you never will is a really important piece of just getting started with Um, integrating sustainability into your curriculum. That sounds like a wonderful uh, framework to look at it from. I find that it's a lot less intimidating when you realize you don't have to have all the answers or even any answers. I I appreciate hearing that from you, Ty, because often when I'm meeting with faculty and trying to talk about sustainability, I'm always like, I'm not an expert. And because it it is it is huge and it can be intimidating, but I feel uh, if we can just sort of spark interest and kind of get that conversation going, um, and providing that space for instructors and students to both sort of reflect upon maybe their courses or the work they do. And again, start to make those connections and say, ah, yeah, I am doing this. This does support an SDG or uh, you know, this does. This is a great example of systems thinking, and this would connect really well with an activity we're doing. So, I think part of the role that I can play, or educational developments, or faculty like yourselves, is again um, kind of helping draw out some of this knowledge, or I think also sort of what I would call, or what many call, like kind of increasing that environmental literacy among our our instructors and teachers and so that they can begin to see and use the language to help students uh, better understand where they fit in in all of this. Ty, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I I think, you know, just being open to making those connections. Um, We get stuck sometimes as instructors in, this is my content, this is what I have to teach, this is how I teach it. But 
you know, introducing some variety can help you to be more engaged too and and to get excited about how something that you maybe never thought was going to connect. Maybe you teach accounting and you're like, this has nothing to do with sustainability. And then you start to realize that, you know, maybe there are some aspects of accounting that could connect to things like what our our organizations look like and how our partnerships are and what our our equity looks like. So I think being open to those connections is such an important part. And then, you know, having those conversations, whether they're with somebody with expertise or just with somebody else in your family or a colleague, or as I said, a student, I think is really important. Yeah. So maybe even just having that opportunity to bounce ideas off of other people. Yeah, for sure. I think also just part of what I will encourage instructors to do is start small. Like just don't try to do everything. Like let's pick one topic and see if we can develop an activity that addresses an SDG or that addresses uh, one of the sustainability concepts. Um, I also say, you know, start with what you're comfortable with. You don't have to jump in the deep end to start slow, start in the shallow end with what you're comfortable with. And I think really look for partnerships or collaboration with other instructors. Is there a way you can connect that accounting course with uh, a research, like an ethics course and say, hey, we can talk and we can find some commonalities that bring this together and kind of bring it to life as well. I guess just be creative. Sometimes easier said than done. Yeah. And one of the things that it brought to my mind is you also don't have to create everything yourself. You don't have to be the source of the information. We have so many options for information now. I use podcasts and videos and writings from from as wide a range as people as I can fit into the course um, because these are all one perspectives that really matter within sustainability. We cannot have a single voice within sustainability and hope that it's going to be successful. But it also takes the pressure off of me as an instructor to have all the information. I don't have to do all the research. I just need to do some scouting and curating and finding some resources that I can use rather than creating them myself. So where and how do you both see sustainability in teaching and learning evolving? Uh, you know, it's, it is so complex and it is so big. I just think, you know, it's looking at finding those opportunities to get the conversation going and then being open to different opinions and bringing in different perspectives. Um, I think within teaching and learning, I'm... I will continue and to promote education for sustainability. You know, it's, it is active learning. It is student-centered. It is providing that opportunity to um, acknowledge student experience. But I think also looking for ways to build those connections beyond the classroom, looking into the community, looking at service learning opportunities. Um, yeah, those are kind of some of the opportunities and ways I see it evolving. I think there's some really useful work right now um, that kind of started the first paper was kind of around 2011 and it just had an update in 2021 about the competencies for sustainability. 
And if you take some time to think about the competencies, it's things like interpersonal communication. Because again, we have to be able to talk to everybody about this. This involves everybody. It's things like systems thinking. So, which is also a huge topic in, in areas like management. Um, it's, you know, being able to make plans about how do you, what's the future we want to get to and how do we make those plans to get there? So the ideas that are in sustainability education are not strictly to sustainability education. They are things that apply to pretty much every field out there and just to how we live our lives in many cases and what we want to do. And so I think that that's a really important piece. And again, I think, you know, just to to bring back a piece that I mentioned earlier, the the cultural and social components and integrating those into sustainability i've really seen the change over time where it was always we were talking about environment maybe talking about economic but that social and cultural piece is so important to sustainability. And I think that that's just going to continue to grow. And there's so many opportunities through things like indigenization or culturally responsive teaching. There's so many opportunities to integrate these you know, diverse perspectives and diverse ways of being with the world that are going to not only help sustainability, but hopefully help us create a more equitable society. So what kind of small decisions can we make today as educators to practice sustainability in education? And I don't know if there's any examples that you can mention. I think small decisions just do it. Like a small decision is just, I'm, I'm going to do something this year. I'm going to do something this semester. Um, and I think as part of that and acknowledging that, you know, lots of people are feeling the weight of things right now. So turning it to your students, what, what do they want to learn about? How do they see connections? And I think that those are really important pieces, but they can also be really hard, right? Turning things over to students is giving up a little bit of that autonomy that you're used to. So it can be a hard thing, but the rewards of letting students bring ideas into the room are so exciting. And they help to, I know they help to bring me back the energy that I need to give back to the students and to carry into other parts of my life. I think every semester I finish the semester going, yep, this is why I do this. I have hope for the world. And so, you know, looking for those places where you can do something small and even I mean, it sounds very disconnected from sustainability, but I use alternative grading practices. And what does that, a lot of them do help with things like equity. So part of the reason that I use them is that I don't want a student to think, you know, we have that, oh, I just can't do math. I don't ever want a student to be there going, I just can't do sustainability. So bringing in that idea of everybody can do this and everybody can participate and everybody has a role to play is a small thing that you can do, but it can have such big impacts that it doesn't feel small at all. That's a wonderful message. Jadon, did you want to add to that? I uh, just, uh, you know, to re- 
to emphasize, I think, the importance of just starting the conversation. And, um, you know, I often would encourage uh, instructors and teachers, you know, pick up a newspaper. What's going on in the world? Where does where does this connect with what you're teaching? And I think trying to bring that curriculum, al- curriculum alive and kind of in a, in a thoughtful way that you are sort of looking for connections um, with sustainability, with the, the social equity issues, the cultural issues that Ty has mentioned, as well as what's going on in the environment. But also, I think for, for many students, wherever you are, try to keep it local. What's happening? What's happening in southern Alberta? What's happening in Edmonton at the moment? Um, and how does that connect with what I'm teaching? And uh, that also would support issues around sustainability. Are there any sustainability or SDG projects that you're working on that you'd like to share about? My big one for the last year has been that I'm writing an open education resource uh, that's based on the introductory course that I teach, but it's going to be a publicly available textbook, hopefully a little more engaging than your standard textbook. Um, There's lots of multimedia and things in it, but You know, one of the things that bothers me is when sustainability is held behind a paywall or behind an expensive book. Um, And I do have a lot of students in my classes who talk about sharing what they're learning with the people around them. So that was, you know, if I can create this and I can help my students have conversations, but I can also potentially help a faculty member who can pick a chapter, who can, you know, do one thing, do one activity out of the out of the book and find something meaningful for their students without feeling overwhelmed with the weight of trying to integrate sustainability. That's my goal. So that will hopefully go uh, live this summer. Oh, that sounds really exciting. Maybe we can include uh, a link or something in the show notes. Uh, well, as soon as it's public, it, there'll be a link. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. And Jaden, what about for you? Um, At Lethbridge College this year, we started up a community of practice. So again, just providing um, a time and space where uh, instructors, staff that are interested in either just learning what is sustainability um, and kind of just having conversations in a really, you know, very open, very much a sharing, friendly environment to talk about what does this look like? What are we talking about? And then, um, again, sharing resources um, is another big part of the COP and providing um, those types of materials for instructors to kind of take on their own time and learn a bit more. We're also looking at just, you know, collaborating with instructors and kind of sitting down with, uh, with a course curriculum and saying, okay, let's sit down and pick one topic one lesson that we can begin to build in a sustainable um, activity around. And so that's something I want to continue to promote and work with a team of instructors. And I think if we can kind of expand that and kind of spark interest and enthusiasm, that will be a great way to begin to build from the ground up uh, kind of within the classroom uh, setting. Right. And, and, and I guess too, there would be the opportunity to, uh, with uh, Ty's course as well for instructors and others to to learn from that and and share with the COP. Definitely. 
Sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank you both so much for uh, joining us today. This has been a fascinating conversation and it's such a an interesting topic and such an important topic. Um, did you have any closing comments before we say goodbye? I think the only thing that I would add is that when you don't have all the answers and you model that for your students, you're also modeling to them that they can get engaged without having all the answers. And when you're in a system that kind of teaches you, you're going to have the answers at the end. It's really important for there to be a message of you're not going to have all the answers, but that doesn't mean you can't participate and you can't join in and you can't put effort in. Thank you, Ty. I uh, just like, you know, those are great points and great advice, Ty. And I would just, I would like to just add that again, um, model yourselves as we're all learners here and um, get involved both in, in your college and your university, get involved in your community. Uh, what's going on out there that you can support to make your street a better place, your classrooms a better place. Um, and uh, um, ask faculty, ask your CTLs for support and ideas around sustainability if you're interested. I'm sure there's someone there that would love to chat. Thank you, Jaden. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Dr. Ty Monroe and Dr. Jaden Park as guests. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Ryan Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Thank you also to Janice Michelle, Daryl Benebeck, and Kelsey Jansen for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning, and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more episodes, head to our website, learninginnovation.ca. Thanks for listening and take care. Mm-hmm.